Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and kind of wondering how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. And today we're going to talk about movies because I need a, yeah, I need, we need, we all need some happy, happy, floofy thoughts. I'm moving on. Or terrifying thoughts. Or terrifying thoughts. Oh, you've been in my movie library. Okay. (laughs) And actually we are semi celebrating tonight because it is our 20th episode. Yay! Yay! So we have special guest stars. Number one, she's back. She's bold. She's beautiful. Rexy is here. And if we're very quiet, the fairies might come out and let Millie do a drive-by. Well, first, let's say hi to Rexy. Hi, Rexy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> She's back with her back. tiny arms. Good to be back. She had a little tiny, tiny arms. And also in honor of our 20th, we have a drink tonight called 40 is the New 20 because 20 episodes. You see what we did there? Anyhow, it is vodka, pomegranate liqueur, cranberry juice, and fresh lemon juice. As always, the full recipe's up on our website, alwaysneverwrite.com. Overall, I think it's a pretty good drink. I got like a regular cranberry juice and it was a little bit on the tangy side so I added just a touch of simple syrup just to make it not quite so abrasive <laughs> I feel this is like an updated cosmopolitan so if those bitches from sex in the city would have got their shit together and done them third movie they would have had this drink true true story and you know funny you mentioned that because when I was researching because for once Jill let me do it even though I'm the one who usually brings the weird ass shit to the table she does uh, <clears throat> Um, but it actually talked about, it was, I didn't give you this backstory. It was created on a cruise ship. So, um, you know, I think that automatically knocks up the generational twinge a bit. Yeah. Well, Um, it starts with 40. However, pomegranate brings it back down to the twenties because how many bitches in our forties would even know what a pomegranate is? True. It's kind of a hipster thing. Yeah. It's like ACI and. Uh, How do you say that? The Asiai bowl? Asiai. Stumble around that for a while. Or some kale or, you know, serve it in like a mason jar. You know, I guess I, we should do like kale smoothie drinks sometime. I bet you could make a kale smoothie cocktail. It would not be good though. Halloween episode it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do kale ever for no. anything. You know, kale chips though are good. Nope. Kale is great when you're tricked into it. Like, holy shit, is this fucking kale? I would have to be tricked into it. Yeah, I would have to be tricked into it. I'm just like, look over there. Sprinkle kale. (laughs) Kale is the garnish on a salad bar. That's like the shit that's that's around the salad bar that you don't actually eat. That's what kale is. That's why they ground it up and put it in the shit. Because if you ate it in like normal form, you'd be like, why am I eating the garnish on the plate? I used to actually put it on the dehydrator and make chips out of it all the time. Did you really? Mm-hmm. I've made tofu jerky on a dehydrator, so I think I win. <laughs> but have you ever cooked a possum? That's what I want to know. A possum? I have not because I'm not from Kentucky. Oh, wrong case, state. But I give you, I give you credit. Okay, moving on. Give her half credit for it. <laughs> moving on. 
let's talk about movies. So we, we came up with this topic because this last week, um, Millie and Rexy and T and I went and saw the new movie uh, called Stuber, <laughs> which I have to say I really enjoyed. It was actually, I don't laugh out loud at a lot of things in movies, but it actually made me laugh out loud in a few places. True. Most of your laughing out loud is reserved for when I'm in your presence and trip or something. True. You fall a lot and that doesn't make me laugh out loud, but I actually like mostly if I'm smiling, I'm laughing. Like if I'm just smiling in a movie, I'm kind of laughing on the inside. It's, it's pretty unusual if I actually physically laugh out loud, even when I go see stand up comics, I agree. it's unusual for me to actually laugh out loud. I, I smile and I'll have a big smile on my face and I'm really enjoying myself, but I'm not laughing hard. But there were a couple of really like belly laughs in that movie. And throughout the movie, there were hardly any times when I wasn't enjoying myself. Number one. Yes, weren't aware of like the time at all. No. Awesome. Okay. So number one. So now I know that when you gave me the ninja book, you weren't just smiling. You were laughing your ass off at me. I was absolutely laughing my ass off at you. And number two, I know absolutely nothing about Stuber. So what can you tell us about that? Spoiler free. I can tell you that it's a movie about a cop who had um, LASIK surgery. And so he can't drive. And so he takes an Uber and the Uber driver picks him up and he makes the Uber driver go on this series of... Stops. <laughs> he has to make several stops. <laughs> and the Uber driver keeps trying to not stop with him just to drop him off. But, you know, it's like the comedic version of Collateral. Uh, where, as if Tom Cruise was never in Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> that is comedic. <laughs> yeah, it was very, very funny. So and it's not as terrifying. <laughs> no, no, it's not mm. scary at all. And Dave Bautista from Guardians of the Galaxy, was hilarious in it. He did a fantastic job being somebody who couldn't see. Yes. (laughs) He was also very circumspect about the fact that everybody thinks he looks weird in the face, because he does, and he owned that shit. Yeah. It was pretty good. And he had, like, spray-on hair. It was awesome. Yeah, it was a little uh, uh, Ron Popeil spray-on hair. What's his name? Camille Nanjiani. He was so good and so funny and very relatable and really nice and very kind in the movie. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, his delivery was flawless, like completely wonderful. The way he delivered his lines, you know, saying things like, and I can say these a couple of these cause they were in some of the previews, like that's not how Uber works. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was sort of like, Dave Bautista was really out of touch with things and you know it was very he flip phone very and he, he like did, he summoning an Uber on a flip phone somehow yeah it was very funny and I highly highly recommend it like I think even John the Brit would enjoy it okay that is I saying don't something. think it's something that um AJ could see because there's a penis in it <laughs> quite penis too it is even a, I was like a, that's a healthy penis um it's not a lot of penis like it's a very brief penis glance but again (laughs) but like like there's a there's there's a stripper who has a hillary clinton 2016 uh tramp stamp very funny very funny the whole thing is very funny really nicely done like the whole thing was just really funny 
Was the glancing penis funny? No, no, it was, it was more, again, it was more like, yeah, go yeah, yeah. you should, you're in the right job being in this movie <laughs> and playing a stripper. You should totally do that. That well, should be your thing. I if I had that, I would walk around just, hello. So yeah, <laughs> highly recommended. Definitely something everybody should see. If you haven't seen it, totally go see it. Okay, very cool. Thank you. I am intrigued. And Nina owes us some babysitting by her own admission, not by my saying anything. So I it's think one you guys would really enjoy. It's it's one that, yeah, it's not something that you would think that you'd enjoy because it sounds a little bit trite, but it is actually very funny. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes the trite stuff, because you go in with lower expectations, you just have way more fun. I this, agree. Yeah, this is one that you'll go in and you think, I mean, how can this really be funny? I mean, just like, do you remember the movie Speed? Yes. So I thought to myself, how exciting can it be? It's a movie about people on a bus. But turned out that shit was pretty damn good. I yeah. know, right? I really enjoyed that movie. And Kiana looks better with shorter hair. I agree. I like it with shorter hair. But Keanu looks good no matter what. Yes, because yeah, but if you had to pick long hair Keanu or short hair Keanu, where do you go? Where am I? Yeah. He John Wick. Dead middle, man. He needs to be, like, just long enough. Medium but not hair? Like, you like medium yeah, hair Keanu? Medium hair Keanu. <laughs> but it's not a buzz cut, but it's also not Oh, not a buzz cut, no. Would that be terrifying? But yeah. I almost don't like long, long hair on anybody. I don't either. Yeah. I just don't like, like guys especially with long in the hair. dude. It creeps me out. I, I gotta say, long hair on men, I agreed, except for one movie. So it's, it's on the movie topic. Interview with the vampire. Hmm. <laughs> Brad Pitt actually looked pretty decent with longer hair. I yeah, but did you say. like him in the river? But I hated it? I hated his accent. Oh, yes. His accent was a bit spotty. But that was the movie where I finally understood what men saw in woman-on-woman porn. Yeah, I could kind of, yeah, I could see those two going to a town and on each other. And that's from someone who inherently hates Tom Cruise. Yes, yes. Tom Cruise is, like, not just the Scientology thing and all of that. It's just, he runs in, like, every movie. And when he runs, he looks like he's about to, like, I don't know, yeah, like, chop somebody to death, like, chopping mall, but all, speaking of movies, but he also looks like, <laughs> yeah, you guys know Gina's, like, like, doing the Tom like Cruise right now. Like, a frantic beaver. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm gonna come get you, and, and it's not hot, whereas I'm, as you all know, I love John Cusack, and he's in rain, and, like, I don't know, there's, like, a scientific thing, like, 85% of his movies, he's, like, in the rain. He's wet. He's wet. He's just wet. He just looks good wet. I think he looks better wet, especially as he gets older. Oh, but totally Tom Cruise, if he was wet, I'd just be like, no. Like, no. Give that no, man a boo. towel. It's not okay. No. Especially if he's running in wet. You know what, though? It was like Tom a salad Cruise, shooter. I don't like Tom Cruise, but at the same time, I don't hate Tom Cruise. Like, I wouldn't purposely avoid a movie just because oh, Tom no, Cruise no, no, was no, in yeah, it. I agree. But there are some people, like, I would avoid a movie because they're in it. Like, like when, when I was growing up, do you remember there was the actress whose name was Terry Gar? Oh, yes. Mr. Mom. She was in Mr. Mom. I hated her. She was super obnoxious. And, like, go ahead. But Young Frankenstein. Roll, yeah. roll, roll and see, hey. That was, like, that was a little different. But then she as, as she got a little older, I kind of didn't like her anymore. Um, nowadays, who am I thinking of? 
there is somebody okay just it just went out of my head like i have there one. are who ellen barkin yeah i don't like her it seemed like in weird, a weird way, it's like on one hand, when she was younger, I kind of admired that she was kind of like a dude in a chick, hot chick's body, but she had a busted face. But more, it was just, as she got older, it was just more like, you expected her to just be like, they call her like Uncle Frank, and just sit down, stop drinking Uncle Frank, like just stop. You know, just, she's in some TV show stop. now, and she's like, she's like super, like smoky, like drinking, well, smoking, and, and like. You guys need yeah. to stop being this. I mean, animals. Sounds, I think it's just called animals or something. Like I don't know. FX it's about like something. some yeah. drug kingdom. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I just yeah. like Sharon Stone. I don't know that I would totally yeah. avoid it, but she's like up there. Yeah, it, there are some actors. I won't say, I, well, there probably is, and I'm just not thinking of it. But there are some actors that I don't see the movie because of them. I just see it because the story interests me, and I put up with it because of them. <laughs> Firstly, let's talk about movies that we would see largely based on the actor and or director. I would see J.J. Abrams movies. I like him so much. David Lynch. I am a big fan of Martin Scorsese. I like Goodfellas. And this is going to make Jillian have a heart attack, but Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) Oh! I only have a heart attack for that because of a thing that happened at work. I know, but still, like her eyes starts twitching. You just say wolf and her eyes are... But but, oddly enough, Leonardo DiCaprio, as he gets older, I just admire him more and more. When at first when he started off, I was kind of like, why does everybody like this dude? He's not hot. He's not hot, but as he he still doesn't look hot, but at the same time, he's a damn good actor. He is a good actor. He really knows what he's doing, and that's very impressive. You know, T really loves Christoph Waltz. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's like the best actor on the planet. Like he's somebody that no matter what movie it is, if Christoph Waltz is in it, he'll go see it. I would fuck him when he's 90. He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> so you've seen Downsized? Yes, Matt- I did. I did. The Matt Damon one? Yeah, because Christoph Waltz was in that. Hated the we movie. See it, but it's on our list. Of- oh. It's, it's all right. It's not the best movie, but it's not the worst. But Crystal, I'm sure, did a great job because he does, he does a great job. That's what he does. Oh, yeah. It was weird. It was meandering. It had no real point to it I, except to be a little preachy okay. at the end of the day. But Christoph Waltz rocked. I like Matt Damon, okay? Eh, he doesn't suck. He doesn't suck, but he has almost like this. And that's why the only reason why I like him more is actually when he's not acting. <laughs> like, there's this running gag with him, and I want to say it's Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yep. With, like, my apologies to Matt they Damon. And plus the whole, like, I'm fucking Matt Damon when he was with Sarah Silverman. Yep. Yep. Taking it back to movies, though, I always thought that, like, Matt Damon would do the acting and Ben Affleck did more of the heavy lifting than the screenwriting because Ben <laughs> Affleck's not a great actor. So, like, Matt took, like, the slack up. I don't know. Ben Affleck can be pretty good. I he really was liked... amazing in Gone Girl. I love that movie. He was incredible Ooh. in The Accountant. Too. And I think he did, yeah, he did a really good job. That was a very pleasant surprise. And I also liked him in Dogma. He played a very convincing, pissed off archangel. <laughs> I got to admit. Third of the movies that he's ever been in. So you have to say. <laughs> okay, so yes, I like. He's actually a pretty good actor. But Gone Girl okay. blew me away at that movie. That was a really well done movie. That was incredible. I gotta, I, I'm gonna. And based in Missouri, so hey. So there we go. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have to give a very controversial shout out to Ben Affleck. My favorite, well, not my favorite, but one of my favorite acting bits of him 
was his Batman. Really? I totally bought him. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be judged <laughs> hard. Yeah, how much? How much? Much have you? I, I thought I had a lot to drink. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm still totally. Michael Keaton is the best Batman. Oh, I, by far. I admit, though, I didn't see the Bat. Okay, I haven't seen a lot of the Batman movies per se, but I liked Ben Affleck as Batman in the one of Justice League. So yes. that's the only Batman that I saw of Ben Affleck, and I liked the movie Justice League. So he was very good at playing an old disgruntled, I'm sick of this shit Batman. Whereas Michael Keaton was very, he's my favorite Batman. He was very yeah. good at the I'm unhinged and fuck y'all Batman. And I loved he's, it. He's kind of the last Batman that I really saw. Like I never watched any of the other, but I saw Christian Bale. I think maybe because he's anything. British. He did the extra hard work on the whole accent part. Like I'm Batman. I talk like this, you know? And it's like, I get it, but at the same time, dude, really, slow your roll. That's why I like Michael Keaton, is he was always just kind of like, I'm Batman. I actually <laughs> like, hey, lean in close, I'll tell you the fuck yeah, I am. If you're talking about the accent, for the Batman speak, I think Bat Dad really nails it better than anybody. <laughs> Bat Dad. Oh, Bat Dad. Jeez. Well, actually, Bat Batman franchise is an interesting construct for movies because, like, think about like someone like Val Kilmer, right? Oh, he did okay. He did all right, but he also had a shitty script. But and also Nicole Kidman ruins a lot of things. But I like her. I think she's cool. Mm, I think she ruins a lot of things depending on what she's in. Um, but with Val Kilmer, I liked him when he was in his '80s movies because, like, he did a really great job being more of a comedic. Yeah, it, he he, he, has, he either has to play a comedian. I liked him in Willow. Or a badass. Like he needs to do one or the other. But with, with Batman, he wasn't like really being a badass. He he was trying to be, but he had these like hokey puns and shit he had yeah. to say. So they were trying to turn him into a comedian when he was trying to be a badass. So it's almost like pick a lane, dude. I think so. His Batman was not successful because yeah. he was trying to do both. Yeah, I don't think he does good job like. His script interpretation isn't good. It wasn't no. a great script anyway. No. But I don't think he does well interpreting a script. He's like he's like um, Will Ferrell and Anchorman that he'll just like read whatever they give him. <laughs> he did an amazing job in exactly two movies, and they're both from the early eighty mid eighties. Let me guess. Real genius. And Tombstone. No, actually, he did a really good job in a movie called Top Secret. It was like. <gasps> Oh that was and a good movie. He did such a great job of like the spit, like the spit takes, the real obvious like like looks on his face. He did an amazing. He did a good job, job in Top Gun. Yeah, he did because again he played like a total asshole, and you thought like watching that movie, like that guy's an asshole. That's what he's like in real life. He would be the type of dude that would like literally reach over and like tweak your nipple, get hit, <laughs> and then be like, "You came right, high five. <laughs> I, that's Val Kilmer in a nutshell from the 80s yeah I totally bugged, forgot about top secret because one of my favorite lines was oh yeah my name's Nick my dad thought of it while shaving while shaving <laughs> my name is Hillary it means her bosoms defy gravity <laughs> <laughs> oh man but I I gotta say my favorite Val Kilmer is still Doc Holliday and Tombstone he did do a surprisingly good job there um, one movie I can say that I literally, if I ever met him, I would punch him in the balls for, which would be The Doors. Because yeah, I don't well, like Jim Morrison anyway, like and Jim he did such so a stereotypical, almost like, 
when a bad Saturday Night Live stand-up is trying to do an impression of somebody and they do like their most cheesy mannerisms, but they don't really capture like really anything else about the person, that was Val Kilmer as Jim Wilson. But oh. looked just the fuck like Well, him. he looked just the, yeah. But you know who I think could have done Shit. it better? Who? The lead singer of NXS. Yes, Michael Hutchins would have killed that role. He would have. He totally would have. Yeah, I think the thing about Val Kilmer, though, like, he just he just doesn't have, like, to me, it doesn't seem like his brain. He, like, he can't brain there. Like, she he can't brain. Right? Staying on movie topic, but segueing hardly to the left. Har- hardly. Hardly. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the trailer for Tom Hanks in the, the Mr. Rogers. Fred Rogers oh my God, that biopic, so Won't You oh. Be My Neighbor. It's coming out on Thanksgiving. Like another maudlin, like for me, it's like, okay, you're not with your family. Let's watch some Fred Rogers as played by Tom Hanks, who's like the nicest the like nicest actor ever, ever in the world. And like, you can't find any movie he's done. Even when it's like a shitty movie, you're just kind of like, but it's Chetty Hanks. I met him. You met what? everybody. Shut up. I told you about that. Shut up. So when I was working in New York City, I was working at this little restaurant in Chinatown. Well, it was in Little Italy, which is part of Chinatown, kind of. So I was yeah. walking up from the World Trade Center. How intercontinental. I know, right? So I would walk up from the World Trade Center, and I would cross Canal Street, and it, I was walking down the street, and they were, like, the street was kind of closed down or something. There wasn't any traffic for some reason. So I was just crossing the street to get to the other side so I could cross over to the next street and get up to where I worked. And I'm like, just not paying attention and I'm just walking and it was kind of cold. And all of a sudden this dude came out of nowhere and he started screaming at me. He was just wearing like all these things, clothes and things and like had a scarf around his neck. And he's like, I had no idea what he was saying. Like most of the time in New York, I had no idea what people were saying. Um, That's pretty normal. So I was like, what? Like totally stiffened up. And I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. And I don't know why you're screaming at me. And then all of a sudden there was all these people around me. And I didn't know what was going on. I was kind of starting to freak out a little bit because I was surrounded. And I'm just trying to get to work. And I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? And I hear this voice behind me. And it goes, hey, calm down. Can't you see she's just trying to get her work? And I'm like, what? And I turned around and it was Tom freaking Hanks. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and I said, I'm sorry. And he said, we're shooting up. We have a film shoot going on here and you just walked through our shot. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. And he's like, it's okay. I know you're just headed to work. I hope you have a great shift. And I said, thank you so much. I'm so sorry. He said, where do you work? And I told him where I work. And he said, well, maybe we'll see you later. He didn't come in or anything like that. But I was like, holy fucking it, what just happened? Not a shocker that his, like, Instagram sign-off plus whatever is just Hanks. But he goes by T. Hanks. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Because uh, a nice man. So two things, so two number things. one. I love that he's as nice as he seems to be. And Absolutely. number two. Number two, since you've seen him in person, does he look as much like Benny as we think he does? A young, young Tom Hanks. Uh, But you probably will soon. I will. I'm thinking no. (laughs) Okay. Because he's tall. He's real tall. 
like compared to me, even he was pretty tall, but he was very thin. Uh, like he was wow. thinner in person, I thought. However, it could have just been like he seemed thin because he was wearing lots of coats. So I was like extrapolating. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he would look like without all these clothes on. Okay, since we're talking about the man, the myth, the legend, that is Tom Hanks. What do you think is his very best movie and why? He's had a lot to choose from. Hmm. I still have a very big soft spot for Philadelphia. Yeah, that's a good one. I bawled my fucking eyes out at that, and it was the first time we got to see Antonio Banderas. I saw him in something else before that. Oh, me too. Of course you guys did. I think I would go with Apollo 13. Mm. I would either go with Apollo 13 or Saving Private Ryan. It would be between (laughs) those two for me. Oh, I'm way off base. Where are you? Bachelor Party. <laughs> I kid you not. Okay, so I've watched Bachelor Party probably a good 20 times. Holy shit. I've watched a lot of movies repeatedly. I do too. But jam, but not Bachelor Party. <laughs> Bachelor Party. I think I really more have something for Adrian Smith since it's like the third time I've mentioned you it. You have mentioned but, it a few times. But the thing is, is that I love just how like the frenetic energy he displays he's just on point with this comedy it's like it's like a throwaway movie but he like he like just owns the entire movie where you cannot dispel the fact that that is like a movie star who makes you laugh keeps you engaged you want him to do well (laughs) you know like you like even though he does some kind of screwed up shit too you're still just like i would totally marry that guy I would be friends with that guy. That guy is a cool guy. And and for me to grow up almost thinking that, like, he could have literally filmed a movie where all he did was take a dump and go to, go to sleep and take a nap. I'd be like, this is the best movie. Tom Hanks is amazing. So, <laughs> for shout out, T. Hanks, you're amazing. Yeah, you can be on our show, T. Hanks. You you do, you can do anything. You can be comedian. You can be a dramatic actor. Like he did that one movie which I block out of my mind because he was a bad guy in the like the 30s era probate like prohibition era or whatever. Like he did a, he was in that movie, but normally he's just a straight shooting good guy. It's hard to pick one movie for him. All right, back up. 30s prohibition era. Oh, Road to Perdition. Yes, that one. Okay, sorry, I thought I... I have a jam on that movie. For a second there, I was like, was he in that Michael Keaton Prohibition era movie? Where he looked at Mary Lou Rhett and said, look at the fun bags on that hose hound. <laughs> no, then. Well, like a... there was, well, there Wait, was Mary... Michael Keaton in the Johnny Dangerously movie. Wait, Thank you. That That's it. was amazing. Did you say Mary Lou Retton? No, we have Mary Lou. You oh, Mary Lou Henner. I was going to say. Mary Lou Henner. Lou... Did not have fun bags. She was a gymnast, first of all. Like, Second she of all, have, she wasn't. First of all, I didn't even know. The she quote was, was "You've got those." <laughs> Mary Lou Retton was in Scrooged. Yeah, Thank you, but yes, she was. She did. Yeah, she used to play Tiny Tim. But that they I called can... her out, like we're gonna have Mary Lou Retton play Tiny Tim. Bill Murray is one actor, and Jillian knows this is my jam. I will literally watch him film anything, and I subjected her and T to the shitstorm that was the dead don't die true story and i personally will freely admit it was a shitstorm however (laughs) we now have a running joke that movies are amazing because i got picked up at that movie i literally got digits 
I went back to a hotel room and brown chicken, brown cow. He just texted me an hour ago to ask me how I was doing. And it would happen over a month ago. So go girl living your best life. Murray. Thank you very much, Mr. Murray. That was like the worst movie. And I think it lasted like 17 hours. Bill Murray, though. Like 83 minutes, but still. <laughs> but Bill Murray is Rex's wingman. That's all we care about. Yeah, Bill Murray was, like, Bill Murray was fine. <laughs> and Chloe Savigny was fine. And Adam Driver was and fine. Adam the individual elements fine. of the movie were totally fine. Put the all rest together. of the movie, everything you else. You might as well just barked into a toilet. Pretty much. So, bit of trivia. Have you heard why... Ha- <clears throat> <clears throat> Have you heard why he did the Garfield movie? Because he thought it was a different director. He thought he saw Cohen, C O H E N, and he thought, thought it was like it was, Cohen Brothers, like he was going to be, it was going to be his Big Lebowski. Bingo. Yeah, or his Fargo, and instead it was fucking Garfield. That's oh, why God. I loved Zombieland when they said, "Do you have any regrets?" He's like, "I don't know, Garfield maybe." <laughs> All wistful. Zombieland. <laughs> yep. Zombieland was funny. Yes, and they're coming out with Double Tap Part Two. I saw that. Which of course Bill Murray can't be unless they find a way to resurrect him because he's now well, dead. He could be but a zombie. So, yeah, he could be. Did you see their zombie? They're doing another Ghostbusters movie with the original <laughs> cast. Yes, I did. How's that going to work without Harold Ramis, though? I'm disappointed, though. I, I love Harold Ramis. He's, I'm disappointed. Okay, I'm not disappointed, and I am disappointed, because I really liked the girl cast, and I think I it's just that they're giving up on that. I did. I, honestly, me too, because they were a great group of people doing that. The sure. script. And I thought it was funny. Well, I think I enjoyed that it. Kate McKinnon is, like, to me, like, the, the, the female version of, like, a Phil Hartman. She can do anything. <gasps> Yes! Melissa McCarthy, too. Uh, she's, I think she's a little bit more limited than Kate. However, Kristen I think the combination, Kristen Wiig, I mean, I, talk about movies that made me laugh out loud, Bridesmaids. I oh, was my God. Oh. That movie was In many so parts, because I was like, I am totally this girl, but also, more importantly, I can be almost any of these women, because, like, give me a cocktail, I'm the blonde one, you know, get me in front of people that piss me off. I could be that brittle, like... We're going to have scones and you're going to fucking like them. You know, like, you know. The funny thing was I had, I really wanted to see that. And I didn't have anybody see it with some like tea. We're going to go see this movie. And he's like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) So we went to see it and he actually ended up really enjoying it. And we had such a good time. I I bought it, of course, because that's just how I roll. And I've watched it several times and it holds up even after watching it multiple times. First time I saw it. And I really like the love story because, again, it was one of those atypical, like, they had chemistry, but it wasn't, like, obvious sexual chemistry. So, first, First time I saw it was at Jill's house, and I laughed my ass off. And I think it was, I think it was hammered like crazy that night, too, for some reason. Probably. 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 I liked it because I was your bridesmaid. I know, and I was... Your bridesmaid. I, I also appreciate the fact that, like, how hard it can be to stay maintain relationships with women. Like, it really is because it is there's hard. all kinds of things that go against you. But also, there's just almost like pressure to find a way to be bitchy, even when you don't want to be. You know, I think it's, that's decreasing, though. Don't you? I think so? Like, but I think I, there's a lot more attention being paid to like let's be supportive but, of each other. But I also can appreciate the concept of. 
here you have some like long history with somebody and then like maybe somebody else comes in and then you see them interacting and you start to feel like who it is hard well that whole thing about them fighting over the mic i was gonna say jillian you're the best friend ever and then here comes um gina with um oh well you know i i've known her way longer than rexy and he doesn't know shit about her. And I just want to say, and I'd be like, oh, well, you know, you know, you're too far away and I know everything about her current life and you just know bits and bobs, you know, like, we, you know what I mean? Like that whole, you know, I think it's hard though for any person to maintain a relationship. And there's always pieces of your relationships that are kind of, I don't know, compartmentalized. Yes. Rexy, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight over. I don't want to fight either. We, we can (laughs) Because we can literally break her down the middle. She's so skinny. We can just snap her in half. So, uh, since we're talking about girl fights, uh, let me get Millie for just a second. I want to talk about her favorite movie. Hold on just a minute. Sounds good. While we're waiting intermission. (laughs) Still, I'm going to segue back to, like, I guess you could say more prominent actors that had, like, an 80s bit and bob of being funny. Um... Matthew Broderick, he was another one that did quite a few comedy slash rom-com slash love interest. And then he got a little, you know, but same thing with my my boy, John Cusack. He got away from that and I got to see him live last summer and he specifically said he doesn't remember a lot. He kind of blacked it out on purpose because... You know, he was young and he basically was just doing whatever was presented. And as he got older and could discern, like, what would be a good project and in his mind, like, more vapid project, he started changing his tune. But he he missed it because he could have had a better career, I think, sticking with. Yeah. Yeah. I am so glad to hear you're another huge John Cusack fan because Better Off Dead is still one of my absolute favorite movies absolute ever. Favorite. It's actually a barometer of when I date now. Like, if you know who Lane Meyer is or why his car was tasty, let's talk. <laughs> I love you so, so much. Okay. I have brought Millie in because. Woo! Hi, Millie. I love you. Hey, everybody. Hi. This is Millie. Say hi. Hi. Uh, Millie wanted to talk to us since we were going to be talking about movies and stuff like that. I wanted to talk just a little bit about Millie's favorite movie and favorite director. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what your favorite movie is, Millie? Kill Bill by Quentin Tarantino. Woo! Do you like just one or do you like both of them? Uh, just, I, one is a lot better than the second one, in my opinion. I agree. Why is that? Just because, like, one has a lot more to it, <laughs> is the best way I can describe it. What makes you think that Kill Bill is your favorite movie? Because the gore. Just the gore? It's not just about, like, <laughs> and oh, it's funny. It's and it's awesome. Oh, well, yeah. And it's, like, really kind of funny, if you think about it. Like, when they're killing people. Not that part. That's not funny. That killing part's not funny. funny. That part's not funny. But, like, I don't know. Tell There's us. a wink going on at all times. Because it's just, like, it has a good storyline to it. Does it I make guess. you feel powerful? Does it make you feel like getting in fights? What? No, it makes me just, I just enjoy it. I don't know why. I just, like, it's just an interesting movie because there's so much to it. And there's a lot, like, you can go back and rewatch it and find a lot of things that you've, like, haven't noticed before kind of thing. And there's a lot of Easter eggs to find. That's true. That's true. Cool. Have you seen other movies by Quentin Tarantino? Yes. I can't think of it. It's the Russian one. What's that name? The Russian one? Inglorious Bastards? Yes. The German one. 
Or the German, not the Russian one. The war one. Yes. Very cool. That was a good one. That's really good. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to disturb you. I know you're mixing music. And this is a minute where I wanted to give a shout out. Millie is also the producer and creator of our intro music. So big shout out to Millie for that. Yes, ma'am. She is very creative and we're super proud of her. High snaps on that. I also... I also want to give Millie a shout out for the t-shirt she's wearing because not many people your age would proudly wear the Golden Girls uh, uh, bla- yeah. emblazoned across we their have torso. We have the shirt just in different hues. She has a mustard golden she has the golden color. And I have a like turquoise blue. And so. it says stay golden. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because you got you. Those You're ladies knew where it was at, man. They should have done a movie. Honestly. Yes. They would make a ball movie. Heck yeah. Well, thank you for stopping by, Millie. No problem. Thank Thank you. you. Love you, doll. Love you, too. I can't believe she's got a little baby. I know, right? She's so big. Oh, my God. Wait till you see how actually tall she is. She's like 5'1". I was saying that I call her the kid in my head because large, well, two reasons. One, my dad always called me kid, and it was a term of endearment. But more importantly, she is, like, the only kid that I truly like. I mean, I think there's some kids that are kind of adorable and some that are kind of, like, remotely charming. But she's the only kid I've met in a long time that is remotely the whole package. And not just she's not, like, a dumbass and not just because she's not annoying because I find most children to be plotting and, like, where's your parents? <laughs> um, but she's kind, and that's the biggest thing that comes across about her. She's always thoughtful about almost everyone but herself, and it's a great quality, but I hope she also doesn't get hurt because people who are more weak than her exploit that ability of hers. Mm. So. She's been pretty fortunate so far that she's lucked into a, a group of friends that protect that in her, so... I feel really good about that. And I find it really funny when she tells me stuff like, I love the movie Kill Bill because there's all kinds of violence. And I'm like, wow, that's not even who you are as a person. I know. (laughs) But, you know, someday maybe she'll join my Pollyanna nihilism book club. She (laughs) probably will. Yeah, she probably probably will. Probably will. Although with dyslexia, she may join it on the like the movie side. <laughs> she <laughs> may watch the films of the books that you read. <laughs> Audiobooks. What is a movie that was an adaptation of a book that you either really enjoyed or thought like just ruined your whole idea of like how you love the book so much and the movie just like pretty much pissed on it? Contact by Carl Sagan. <laughs> that was the most amazing book. And I think we talked about this in our book section. But Contact was the most amazing book, and they fucked it up in the movie. Like, they could have been so good. And even Jodie Foster was in the movie. Yeah. And they just killed it. Like, it was not even, it wasn't even the same story. Like, they could literally make another movie of it, and people wouldn't even recognize it as the same story. I have a similar dispassionate feeling for The Lovely Bones. Mm. I read that book, book. and I I literally cried in so many points. I thought it was poignant to the point where I was, like, walking past strangers and be like, you've got to read this book. It'll change your life. And then I watched that shitstorm that had frickin' Mark Wahlberg of all goddamn people in it. It's like, (laughs) 
it's like was like I don't know Matt Damon too busy because like like, like why why did you put him in this movie I like I literally got to stop watching and I literally like clicked it off in disgust yeah uh, mine would be uh the oh good lord what was the name of it the laughing joke um which okay it was a it was a cartoon movie of the graphic novel um, with the, one of the epic battles between Batman and Joker. Mm. Absolutely incredible. When they made it into the cartoon version of the movie, Mark Hamill's voice work as Joker was, as usual, superb. But they added this whole intro story about Batman banging Batgirl that was so totally imp- inappropriate and out of character <laughs> that I was disgusted. That's dumb. Why would you do that? I know. It had nothing to do with anything. And the, the, the graphic novel on its own is so beautifully perfect. Why did they fuck with that? All right. So what movies looking forward this coming year are you looking Are you like, absolutely, we have to see that? Besides mm-hmm. Star Wars, because Star Wars. Star Wars. Right. I still am really looking forward to it coming out this weekend, I think, is the um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood movie. Yeah, I like Quentin Tarantino. Um, I Again, like I said, Millie's going to enjoy that. I would take her to see that, even though I, I suspect it's going to be pretty raunchy. I think it's like the third or fourth collaboration between him and DiCaprio, and I just talked about DiCaprio earlier, So, and, and Brad Pitt as he gets older. He does I'm good thinking things. he's doing he's better, just picking better shit. I still think his, his accent's kind of weird, but... <laughs> But still, um, I'm looking forward to that movie. I don't know how many other movies that I saw previews for recently that I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait for that one. There were several movies that they showed the previews for. Like, every time I go to the movies, we see the previews, and I'm like, yes. I, yeah. Uh, my husband showed me one just the other day that I went, holy fuck. And I'm trying to remember what it was now because I've had a little too much drink. It was definitely not Cats. Yeah, I no. do not want to see that. Shit I, I'll see it because I love the I love the show. I will not of cats. pay for it, but I will see it. I love the show of cats. It was oh, wonderful. I saw it on, on Broadway. Okay. I do want to see the Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. Oh my lord, I want to see that. Okay, I'm sorry, Dwayne Johnson, Jason Statham, and Edris Elba. Right. Put that up. Yeah. I'll yeah. sign sign me up for those guys anytime. That's I will see any I love The Rock. I love him. I love him. John the Brit is getting some that night. Sorry. He is. <laughs> Obvi. Obvi. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. Millie. Oh my god, it's killing me. Millie really wants to go see the Dora movie, and I'm like, uh no. <laughs> But I actually saw a preview for it, and I was like, oh, that doesn't look quite as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I still don't want to see it. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Oh, I, I This is killing me. I know there was something we watched just the other night, and I'm so... Not the Joker. I don't want to see that. No, I don't either. I, he Ledger shall remain Joker, and we're good. You know, Joaquin Phoenix is pretty talented, but no. I think Joker is no for me. Zombieland 2 double tap, yes. I yes. like the idea of the new Maleficent looks good, too. Yeah. Um, I'll see that. Um, let's see. I'm looking through the list of movies that are coming out. Charlie's Angels. No. Kind of, I'm not no on it, but I'm not yes on it. Okay. 
So what is your opinion of the Cats trailer? I think the one cat that doesn't belong, like the one who's the white cat that seems to be in all the scenes, she's not in the play. I don't know who the fuck she is. I don't know why she's in all the movie. I think it they look a little bit weird because they're CGI. So I'm a little bit weird on that. But overall, it's not so bad. I'm, I'm, like, they look like that in the play anyway. So I don't get what the big deal is. I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought up CGI because I think that it's overdone in far too many movies. Agreed. Like it takes they me right out of the... Fucking like, put people in it. I realize it's suspension of disbelief, but when you do CGI too much, I'm like, why the fuck bother? I might as well just watch a cartoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Just put people in the costumes exactly. like you did on the play. Why not And or just make it all yeah. animated so therefore you can do whatever you want. So when y'all were in grade school, did you have a day where they played cats makeup on you to see if you could do it no okay my grade school did but then (laughs) well you know she was was the ffa grade school she was future farmers of america princess remember no second runner up wow okay then um Um, okay the iliad did that count (laughs) nope because that's not even close Uh, okay i know what movie i want to see coming up what do you want to see Dr. Sleep. That sounds like awesomeness because it sounds like if it can make me sleep, I will so sleep. It will not. It will make you nightmare because it's based. Nope. It's based on the book that is a sequel to The Shining. Nope. And oh my gosh, the book was so fucking creepy. It was. We actually talked about in my team meeting today, like childhood stories and people were bringing up like goosebumps and like where's Waldo and I'm like, it the shining (laughs) well the problem i see with the cats movie Mm -hmm. is that according to this list that i'm looking at it's coming out the same day as the star wars movie so it's gonna tank no matter what like what were you thinking (laughs) who would intentionally put their movie out the same day as the star wars movie they're literally thinking that it's probably going to be the type of customer that's like my husband and his nerd friends are going to go see Star Wars, so we're going to get some Chardonnay. We're going to go watch Cats no. after we, you know, so I, I think so. I don't think so. Those are people I, I don't want to be friends Broadway with. Play, I loved the Broadway play. I saw it on Broadway. I saw it in Chicago. I saw it on Broadway. It was like the first Broadway play I literally saw on Broadway when I moved to New York. Oh. <laughs> there's there's a classic Saturday Night Live sketch where they're talking about Cats. I love cats. I would see it again and again. They're all oh. the same shit over and over again. The hypnotized I one. I would see it again and again. Oh, that was awesome. Oh my gosh. I remember that one. I've actually <laughs> never seen cats, so I can't say either way, other than I saw that trailer and I thought, no. It's it's a cool play. It really is. The one thing I'll give them credit for, the trailer, the play is cool, but the one thing I'll give the trailer credit for is apparently the movie has assigned the song Memory to the right person, because Jennifer Hudson fucking rocks. She'll she'll kill it. Yeah, and it looked like, based on what I saw for the casting, it looked like the casting was really good. Idris Elba, I mean, they had really good people in there, Mm. so I feel like they made good choices. My personal hero, Judi Dench. Yeah. Okay. An ensemble cast where you thought that they did a shit job staffing that movie. 
uh, casting, sorry, staffing. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't staff that too uh, well. Cast. Usually it's all Same good thing. except for like one person. Well, right, but that's the point. Is like, was there like an amazing cast, but then that one motherfucker, you know, it's like, why? I can give you one. Ironically, it's Do related it. to this stand, the miniseries from the 90s. Oh. Why the fuck did they pick the guy who played like Parker Lewis or the hell his name was to be like the like sullen, like mini Stephen King with like the like, like, I don't know. It was just like, it was like, it was literally like having like some, I don't know, like nerdy wimp play a badass. <laughs> it's like, why? Larry Underwood? Why? Was that who he played, Larry Underwood? No, he played, uh, gosh, uh, no, Larry Underwood was, um, he did okay. That guy was not the best. But in fact, actually, now that I think about it, scratch that. Oh, no. Gary Sinise was Larry Underwood. Gary Sinise did a great job, and a funny part is, when she talked about, like, Tom Hanks was all nicer and talked to her, I bumped into Gary Sinise and literally knocked his ass down. He was very nice, but he didn't have this whole, like, oh, no worries. He was more like, here you go, bye. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I knocked the shit out of Nick Gary Sinise I hugged, after he played Lieutenant Dan. I hugged uh, Tracy Morgan one time. Did you? I saw him on the street in New York, and I was like, oh my god, you're that guy from Saturday Night Live. Can I hug you? And I hugged him, and I, like, he didn't even say yes. I just hugged him. <laughs> I screamed in two studio audiences, and both times the actor or the person like acknowledged me. One was Conan O'Brien, and one was John Cusack. Going so. I once got kicked off a trolley car by Ted Kennedy. That's also cool. That's also cool. At least he didn't drown you. (laughs) (laughs) Ironically, (laughs) ironically, funny you should say that, it was on the 25th anniversary of Chappaquiddick. Oh, my Lord. That's amazing. You should tell me. I remember sitting there going, what's that? Remember when we went to see Elton John, we were so far up, like nobody could even see us or hear us. And we were sitting under the blower, and then I lost my voice for like a week and a half after that. John the Brit thought that was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> yeah, so did Stick. Uh, yeah, well, I Stick. I lost my voice. I didn't even know it was possible to have laryngitis so bad you couldn't even whisper. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, you can literally scream yourself. No, I didn't scream myself so bad. It was, it was partly just from cheering, but also we were sitting right under the blower, at the very top of the theater, like we were in the top corner, like the worst possible corner seats you could possibly have mm-hmm. in the whole world. And there was a blower right above us that was like four feet from our heads that was blowing straight down on us mm-hmm. the whole time. It was crazy. But it was an awesome show. Okay, going back to Rexy's question, I remember. Do it. I knew I'd have one shit ensemble cast and in this case it really absolutely should not have been because it's all a bunch of really freaking brilliant actors but together they sucked troy oh yeah that was kind of a dumpster fire i know right every one of those like angelina jolie play play brad pitt's like mother mom or no no it was um no um um, colin farrell colin farrell's mother colin farrell's mother or whatever still that was actually Alexander the Great. Oh, that's right. That's a different movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Brad Pitt was just all, yeah. I know you had, like, Sean Bean, Brad Pitt, Eric Bana, Diane Kruger, all these fantastic actors, and they sucked together. No, I just thought of a better one. 
Oh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. With that was a fucking, great one. Fucking oh, Lord. Keanu sucked dick in that movie. Winona Ryder sucked balls in that movie. And goddamn Anthony Hopkins. Like how crazy. Like somebody literally probably just poured a bunch of Glenn Fittish down his throat and just said act. You know, because I can't figure out how. <laughs> and all the crazy shit he was doing in that movie. Like everybody sucked in that movie. And Gary Oldman, who is normally... Amazing. Amazing. Even he was just kind of like, I'm a vampire. It's like, Jesus, stop. <laughs> I'm <Why>? here. <laughs> I got like, big buns on my head. decided to be in like 1885 London. I mean, it was really bizarre. That was so weird. Bizarre yeah. is a very good word. Yeah. Yes. I, was, I watched it again recently and I literally sat through half the movie with my mouth literally hanging open like, Huh? Well, I never really did. I remember watching it with high school friends, and my one friend who was always asleep, he was awake for the whole thing, and he kept going, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) I'm like, never mind, man. (laughs) Or I'd whisper, like, the most random shit, like, well, he's a vampire, and he likes blood. (laughs) You know, like, it was that, like, like, really? I'm a huge huge fan of the novel, so I remember sitting there going, what the fuck? I mean, at one point I was watching Gary, again, Gary Oldman, who did like such amazing work in so many movies. Oh, and then he's licking blood off of like a razor, straight razor, like, (laughs) you know, when he's wearing what looks like a cauliflower hairdo. (laughs) Okay. I mean, come on, man. This is not on that question, but it does have to do with Gary Oldman and something that weird that he wore. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the fifth element for a minute. <laughs> I love that movie. I do too. Scouts. What the fuck was wrong with his hair things? Like these head things that he wore, like these plastic like bowls that he was wearing on his head. That was a lot of what the fuck are you doing? I, I can honestly say that that movie, like I know it has a lot of good elements, but for some reason, not using elements. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did not mind Bruce Willis in that movie. I like Bruce Willis. I, just, I, have, I like him in general. I have issues with him lately. Like, when he was younger, I think he did a better job. I think as he got older, he got more, like, I'm just amazing, and I can just phone it I'm in. I'm fucking Bruce Willis, I'm fuck, so yeah, I can fuck just be all. And I think it's also because I have a healthy respect for Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith had a hell of a time directing Bruce Willis. And if you've oh. ever seen those shows where he'd go on the road and go to colleges... I'm going to just talk about being a director and everything. He basically just broke it down. Like, he was pretty brutally honest about, like, certain, like, Reese Witherspoon is a cunt. <laughs> and Bruce Willis is a total asshole. And <laughs> those are too think, hard. I think maybe. I mean, here's the thing, though. You have to always take that with a grain of salt. Maybe those two personalities didn't get along together. It's very true. But just some of the stuff that he said that they did, I was kind of like. I've heard of ah. other people who said Reese Witherspoon is awesome to work with. Well, maybe she got better. This was also when she was really young. This is when she got famous at an early age, got a lot of acclaim. And I think that some people stay in that that area of being an asshole and their careers flame out. Hello, David Caruso. Oh my God. And I think other actors overcome that shit. And actually speaking of Bill Murray, he got into an epic fight with Chevy Chase. Yeah, he was, who we all know left Saturday Night Live because he thought he was going to be some great actor and he did okay. But they got into a huge screaming fight and he basically broke it down and saying like, look, everybody who makes it famous, like as an actor, especially, They've got so many years to get their shit together or you just stay an asshole 
Chevy Chase stayed an asshole, you know, Apparently, and it affected I, him. And I think maybe Reese Witherspoon learned her lesson. Maybe. Good for her. It happened when, in the mid-90s when she was still getting popular because Paul Rudd didn't act like a dick. And look at Paul Rudd. He's hot as shit, and he's got a great career. And That's because she doesn't. He's doing, his face never changes. He's doing way ever. better. Hmm. I don't know. Keanu and Paul Rudd together. <laughs> Paul you Rudd. Know? Missouri though and people from Missouri are just not like that like they don't if you look at all the other actors that are from Missouri they're not known for being dicks John Ham. exactly he's known for having a dick but not being a dick right. I love the fact that he can make fun of himself so readily like in Bridesmaids bringing it back to that movie he knew that he was playing like a total asshole well and he did it with such gusto and Yes. He's supposed to be he's supposed to be such a like a down to earth, like really good guy. You know, all oh, these guys that, that are like famous dudes from Missouri are supposed to be like really down to earth people. Brad and Pitt. I think the same yeah, Brad Pitt, same Kick thing. I think they're all kind of the same cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. Cool. Yeah. You you know who's from Wichita, Kansas? Speaking of Midwest? Kirstie Alley. Yeah. My parents she's both hated her. She's crazy, man. They think she's a total hoe. She's, she's crazy. She, because she let Scientology and cocaine eat away, eat away the like, eat away the best parts of her brain. Mm-hmm. I think she's a good actress in some things too, but she's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if she's a good actress or not. No, I think she's she's done some pretty. good... She's actually, I think she does a pretty good job, like kind of melting down. So yeah. for roll calls for her to melt down. <laughs> Because she's crazy, she does it very convincingly. The first thing I remember her from was actually a Tom Selleck movie called Runaway. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, she's she's awesome. Oh, my gosh. And then she showed up in Cheers years later. And I'm like, oh, yeah. First so thing I remember her in, Star Trek. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's crazy. Damn. There's and, an, actually an unsung movie that she did with... Um, Scott Bakula and Bill Pullman. <gasps> and awesome very hot, very, very yummy men. And um, she did a really good job there where she just played this like frantic, I'm, my life's falling apart, you know, kind of role. And I think she did a good job. So I don't like movies where women play this frantic, my life is falling apart role because that's like, I'm a helpless woman and I need a man well, to fix it for me. And that pisses me off. I think it depends on how it plays out, though, because if she's frantic initially, but get her shit, shit, get shit together, I think that. Is but does more, she get her shit together because of herself, or does she get her shit together because she falls in love with? No, somebody? she got her shit together because she got empowered in that particular movie. That's why I like that particular movie. Good. She oh, cheated on her husband. Oh, well, she, she cheated on her husband, and she was regretful and all these things. And he basically called her out on it and said, "Like you're a horrible person," but you know she figured it out. So. And Scott Bakula. Oh, my God. I guess all three of us tend to like these sort of nerdy, not typically, like, we're not the Brad Pitt lovers. We're like the Scott Bakula. We're the sort of dorky second, like, we're like the best friend. We like the the best friend. So, little secret in the Bill and Ted movies, I actually preferred Bill. Did you? Alec Winter. Um, I don't, I've never really been a big fan of blondes. Mm. Plus, he was shorter, so by nature, and stupid. like 
I mean, they, well, were, they were both, both stupid, stupid, but 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 Keanu's character, he he seemed dumb in a like, trainable way, where <laughs> yeah. Chad just kind of well, no, Bill, Bill, yeah, Bill, he seemed more like dumb in a. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't dig Ted. No, no, Ted I mean, was can, Ted was. So you get Ted. You can keep him. Right. Well, no, Ted was Keanu. That's Keanu. Oh, I gotta I mean, confirm. Bill S. Preston X Esquire was a blonde. Yes. Yeah, you can have him. Okay, that'd be a good one. Like, um, hot movie dudes from when you were, like, you're young, like, Millie age, like, <gasps> wanting a boyfriend kind of mind. Who is so, Very quick aside, I'm sorry, then we will get right, right back to that, Rexy. I'm so sorry, I would normally never interrupt something like that, but I looked up to confirm the character names of Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and in 2020 is coming out, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yeah, Motherfucker. We're filming it in Baton Rouge right now. I'm happy. My life is fulfilled. There was fulfilled. an article that said that Keanu posted some sweet message on somebody's like yard sign because Keanu Reeves is like winning 2019. Uh, Keanu, I, we're both single. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just kind of lay down and daydream for a bit. Do, do go on. What were you saying? <laughs> And she's gone. I was just saying about like who was like your hot like when you were a young girl watching movies thinking if only I had that as my boyfriend. I don't know if I was watching movies, but in Tiger Beat magazine, my friend whose name was Sissy, um, she used to get Tiger Beat magazine when I would go over to her house, we would look at it. And I always liked um, C. Thomas Howell. Did you ever watch Soul Man? That would change your fucking mind. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, it was. I did not, but I know he was in that. He was very cute in The Outsiders. Except my secret admirer. Yep, good in that too. But here's the thing. Now, mostly in all the shows that I watch, like the murder shows, he plays the murderer. You know, and see, Thomas, how ironically you talk about bad teeth. Like everybody in the Outsiders did, because Tom Cruise had, had his teeth redone. Oh, after the movies, their teeth Thomas. were terrible. Wasn't even like, um, like even Ralph Macchio got his teeth redone after yeah. that movie because they all got like critique that like, wow, busted grills, great dental. Yeah. Until recently, if you looked at pictures with Tom Cruise, the the gap in his teeth is like over on the right side of his head. It's really yeah, disconcerting. Like, smack it, like his main tooth was like smack in the middle of his yeah. head. Yeah. Is yeah. it fixed now, did you say? Like he did. He, oh, he, did. he, he okay. paid extensive money. Well, that's good. Invisalign. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, for <laughs> me, again, it was because I was, like, really into, like, the 80s, like, John Hughes era. Yeah. I was kind of really into Judd Nelson for a while. Yeah. And, of course, my, my boy, Johnny Cusack. I didn't like Judd Nelson. Boy. Well, only because he seemed like he could just, like, he just, I don't know, like, he had too big a nostrils. He had big nostrils, but at the same time, he looked like he could just snort you. He was like, just snort me like I was a line of coke. I always liked the nice boys. I didn't like the bad boys. I liked more the. Well, I like, though, that's the thing. Is like, there, like it, was a di- it was a dichotomy because John Cusack was like the nerdy, fumbling, tall and awkward, lanky kind of yep, yep. dude. And then there was Judd Nelson, who was just kind of like, I'm going to fuck your life up. Well, <laughs> you know? Not myself. So, same. Two yeah. opposites. Joan Cusack. Joan. Well, Joan, too. She's amazing. John Cusack. <laughs> maybe, maybe in my worst moments. Maybe. Uh, Joy, she, she's awesome. But John Cusack, Kiefer Sutherland. Ew. Ooh, and you know what movie did it for me? Lost Boys. 
Of course. I was all, oh, he's hot. And now I'm like, I'm probably a good two inches taller than he is. And um, even though I drink weekly to record this, I'm not an alcoholic. The best thing that Keeper Sutherland ever did was when he was drunk in Finland and jumped into that Christmas tree. (laughs) And he wasn't even trying to act. (laughs) So, yeah. Oh, man. I actually knew someone who met him and worked on a movie set when he was engaged to Julia Roberts back in the 90s. She seems like a total cunt. She does seem like a cunt. I never liked her. I did like um, Pretty Woman, though. Another person who I love the mm-hmm. lover movies, don't go see the movies because of her. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. Okay, so I've always thought it would be fun to make. You remember those movies that were called, like, That's Entertainment, and it was a bunch of compilations of yes. different things? Mm-hmm. So I just thought it would be fun to make, like, a That's Entertainment version movie of like dining room scenes and I would take like the dining room scene from drop dead Fred and yes. the dining room scene from my best friend's wedding and the dining room scene from Beetlejuice and like, all these different dining room scenes that are just like fucking hilarious and just make you laugh your ass off and put them all together yeah, dining room scenes <laughs> you can just call it the dining room Beetlejuice Speaking of, I, I, writing in cars together too. Yeah. Dialogues in cars, that's another good one. Yeah. Like planes, trains, and automobiles, especially after the car was on fire. Yeah. <laughs> They're just kind of sitting there like it's normal to just like being like, you know. All right. I, I got to walk us back just a tiny bit because John the Brit was incredibly entertained last night when we were going to bed. And I always listen to stuff when I go to sleep because um, it, it helps me. Relax, and it drowns out John the Brit's snoring. Yep, Jill is very familiar with the snoring. She knows I need help. He's loud. Uh, he's loud. So I put on stuff, and I was rolling over and going to sleep, and I looked at him and said, by the way, I'm listening to an album called Victorian Dining Music. <laughs> and he just looked at me and said, of course you are. Victorian like, Dining Music. Actually, really good. <laughs> is that the tra- soundtrack to Downton Abbey? It may as well be. Okay. Or, or Penny Dreadful. Or, or uh, what is that movie? Um, the, the Remains of the Day. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it back to movies. Oh, yeah. Here's a movie. Okay, so I always loved Emma Thompson and Kenneth Branagh, but the very first Kenneth Branagh movie I ever saw was Henry V. And it was a Shakespeare movie, yeah, and I'm not super Shakespeare-y, but I like it okay. And it's one of those things that after you watch it for a little bit, you kind of understand what they're saying then. But the the scene that he did at the Battle of St. Crispin, where he's got that big, eloquent speech where he's like, we few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For those who fight with me this day are heir my brother. Oh my God, that is the best fucking speech in the history of man. And the first time I saw that movie, I was like, oh my God, yeah, let's go fight stuff. He's one of those actors that I think did never, never got enough credit for how good of a job he did. He's incredible. But he also has had a very successful run as a director. And I think that, you know, if he could just get better directors, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe he would have went further with his own acting career, but he also got a lot of good stuff out of his ex-wife, Emma. So John Belushi's uh, big inspirational speech in Animal House isn't your favorite? No. 
I prefer that one, and this is why. <laughs> because I myself have been riled up with alcohol and misspoke myself. But also, John Belushi, Belushi is one of those actors that burnt out, I think, simply because he believed too much of his own hype, but also had some really bad advice combined with a hellacious drug problem. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah those, against him. Those don't go well Very together. True. No, He was supposed to be Venkman in Ghostbusters. Was he really? Yes. Aykroyd. Been a terrible Venkman. I know, but Aykroyd originally wrote a plot part for him in Ghostbusters. But Venkman? Of course, yeah. Oh, and Ernie Hudson was originally, um, that character was supposed to be Eddie Murphy's. That, that makes sense. Yeah, it totally makes but sense. But Eddie Murphy went way too... Eddie Murphy got really full of himself really fast. He did, yeah. but I can say, again, his early work, too. Like, one of my all-time favorite movies, I can watch it at Christmas time when it makes more sense. I can watch it anytime. It's Trading Places. I think oh, he's a great job. That's a great movie. And also, so I'm sorry, Dan Aykroyd plays an uptight prick to the fullest extent to the point where you're you can almost imagine him crushing a piece of coal in his asshole into a diamond so he did a phenomenal job yeah. and i thought he was hot too he's, <laughs> he's my unofficial boyfriend <laughs> i i am so in love with dan arcroyd he's pretty cool yeah do you drink his do you drink his booze no but i'm thinking halloween episode Crystal Skull Vodka. Yeah, absolutely. It's supposed to be so pure you can't even taste it. Yes, it's supposed to knock you on your boo-boo. Okay. I'm good for that. (laughs) I'm down with that. Boo-boo. Skull. Halloween-y. See? It's theme. It's thematic. If we can come up with a really good theme where, like, we watch a movie together or we do something together and we narrate as we do it. Keeping on topic of movies scary movies do you like them or not and what is scary and what is like more like not. jump scare versus like psychological psychological scare versus... thrillers i can totally do i can do psychological but not jump scares love love fucking adore i can go either way i prefer psychological but if it's a very well thought out jump scare movie like the descent or 28 days later or something like that i can totally get behind it but that Wait. said, I really like the Nicole Kidman one better. Um, where they were years later, the Anne Hathaway movie about being drunk. No, that's Sandra Bullock. Oh, Sandra Bullock movie about being drunk. That was just 28 days. Oh, not yeah. later. Sorry. Yeah. So the program. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I love it. Horror movies, I love them because Mom and I used to stay up late on Friday nights and watch them on the local VHS channel. Um, and they would always play this weird ass shit that was out of nowhere, like creeping terror or one that had Wojahowitz from Barney Miller in it. I can't even remember the name of it, <laughs> um, but it was just hilarious. So I, I have a special place in my heart for a horror film. Not going to lie. Psychological ones freak me the hell out because jump scares. I literally just do this the whole time. And I miss half of them. Um, but for pure, like what the hell did I just watch? I know bitches like this audition. <gasps> I have not had the guts to try that one yet, but I don't because I literally felt like I needed to like wash my eyeballs and my brain after I watched audition audition. Ah. Never even heard of it. 
Japanese horror. It's, it's a Japanese like horror movie, oh, and just like how the Japanese are very bizarre about like their so rules, weird. like they're like how like hand hentai porn, but yet they can't show pubic hair, but yet they can make a movie like Audition where you're like, yeah, I would much rather I, I would much rather watch um, Kaiju than Audition or Hostel or something like that. I, I'd much rather like Godzilla and the Island of the Monsters or Godzilla versus King ah, Kong. Godzilla. We saw Godzilla. AJ promised he would go to the theater and watch it with me. It was really good. It was fun. <sighs> Plus, Millie also happens to look just like Millie Bobby Brown. She does, which is crazy. It was super crazy because whenever I was watching, I was like, oh my God, that looks just like Millie. That's so weird. <laughs> that would make okay. me more anxious. So we've been going for a while, but I have one thing I want to ask before before we finish up because okay. it's just been killing me. What's okay. your last one? Last one is, what is an obscure movie you loved as a kid, you're sure no one else has ever heard of, but you could not recommend enough? As a kid or just in general? <laughs> well, in general, in general. Okay. So we were kind of talking about movies that like fucked you up. There was a movie that I saw when I lived in San Antonio, which was when I was like 19. And it was called The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover. Mm -hmm. It was with Helen Mirren. Yes. And that movie fucked me up seriously for a couple of days after I saw it. And it is, first of all, the cinematography is incredible. Like they walk from one room to another and their dresses change colors. It's incredible. But the storyline will kick your ass for days. And it is one of those movies that you just sit there and watch just completely aghast with your mouth wide open, your hands over your face, like, what did happen? That was the movie that made me go, what? I don't even know about this. And having moved there from, I moved to San Antonio from a town in Michigan and a small town at that. And it was sort of like, I saw this as sort of like an art house type of theater. And I hadn't really seen many things like this. And I was like, what the actual fuck am I seeing? And I went on a date to this movie and I was like, oh my God, I don't even know what to think. And it was beautifully acted and it was beautifully filmed. And the story was beautiful and disturbing. And it was a love story and it was a, a, an incredibly like what the fuck story. And it was probably one of the most deeply disturbing movies I ever saw, but it was incredible. That would be my Awesome. Rexy, what about you? Mine wasn't like profound like that. I just thought it was a badass movie that a lot of people have like ever like said, oh yeah, I've seen that. Night of the Comet. I love Night of the Comet. Another 80s, because I said I love 80s is probably my favorite genre, not just for movies, but for music as well. I think a lot of great shit happened because people were writing on a high of like financial security after like 83. Um, so, um, but I think it was a really good story, even though it was kind of hokey and like, the cinemat- cinematography was shit, but still, there it was very women empowering, you know, totally. Um, and coincidentally, um, Cindy Lauper allowed them to use her actual song in that movie, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Same year, they released that shit movie with Sarah Jessica Horseface Parker and Helen Hunt called Girls Just Want to Have Fun. And Cindy Lauper was like, I ain't giving you the rights for my song for this piece of shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Right on. 
that movie, oh my gosh, you are my fucking spirit animal. Because mom and I, mom and I literally went to the theater three times to see that movie. It was so good. I love that. Oh, you're the... You're the only other person I've ever heard in my life who's just brought it up out of the blue, and I love you so dearly. <laughs> I love you, too. It's an amazing flick. So if you have your, not seen it, Night of the Comet. What's out. your movie? My movie is freaky as shit, weird. No one I've talked to has ever heard of it, but it's called My Science Project. Yes, I've seen Thank that. Thank you. I knew I loved you. Was. 80s, hello. I know. It was just so surreal. I mean, he's, it involves Area 51 and this kid who goes out and he's going to do a science project and he finds this orb-like thing in Area 51 or some weird shit like this and it starts blending the past, the present, and the future. So there's like T-Rexes coming out of portals. Rexy! So, I mean... Okay. It's just freaking hilarious, and I love it to this day. Nerdy, like you want the nerd to win kind of movies too. Yes, it makes me so happy. So yeah, there we go. Well, I'm so glad we had an opportunity to talk about this. I think movies is fun. I think we should definitely talk about this again at another time. Yeah, because I have like 17 more questions for y'all. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I told you, I was like, I was about to like rip on like five more, but we're done. <laughs> we got, we've got, we've got time for more. We'll do this again. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. And also thank you for being us with us every week. We really appreciate it. If you want to hear more from us or read about the cocktails, websites, always There's links to our Facebook page, which is the always never write podcast. You can join us, start a dialogue. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about, let us know. We also have Instagram at always never write. We've got pictures of the drinks. We've got Twitter at always never write. So don't forget to subscribe and follow all the things like follow us and subscribe to us and all of that. Also tweet us, ask questions, suggest topics. If there's anything you want to hear us talk about or you're just curious about whatever, just let us know. Absolutely. And of course, we are not professional advice givers or movie critics. And clearly, we're only just starting to be adults. And, you know, fuck it. It's all good. Um, yeah. There's so, that. Yes, this has been another cinematic episode mm-hmm. of Always. Never. Right. And I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. And thank you again so much for making us a part of your week. We'll talk more next week. And love y'all bunches, my dolls. Bye. 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 (laughs) Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes. <laughs>